Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, BBD. We are talking a little bit into the future, starting to eye the trade deadline as it's June 5th. You guys already kind of know the situation. There's still a lot of teams bottled up. Um, Otani fever went full away, which is kind of crazy, right? Like that was, for the off season. that was one of the bigger topics. And for, for, you said before the season that the Angels didn't like surprise us this year and be like first or second in the West, like that, like they they technically haven't like gone. No, I th- I thought that was funny that they've been a couple games over five hundred pretty much throughout the year. Right now they're thirty one and thirty, which by the way, I say that Otani fever hasn't picked up. They are currently five games out of a wild card spot. That's a real number. That's a real number. So, um, Jeff Passan came out with his uh, kind of pre-trade deadline article. I want to dissect that a little bit. Did I text Brother Jeff? You know I did. I sent one inquisitive question. He gave me an answer back. Uh, So, we'll talk about that. And... uh, yeah, I, I think I've formed some thoughts that I, I hadn't fully hadn't fully put together yet. So let's we'll stay at the top with Otani because it's just kind of funny that it hasn't been a convo at all. Even passing in this article is like, you know, the Angels, it was always gonna be tough for them to trade Otani because they were gonna be sad either way. Um he talks about if they keep Otani, they don't make the playoffs, and they lose him, and they only get a draft pick, how sad that is? Is it not equally as sad as if you have to trade away Shohei Otani? Like, you're admitting failure. The best player to play this game, potentially ever. Like and- even if you get, like, a like what becomes a crazy haul down the line, I'm, I'm assuming prospects would be involved. It can work out great. That's still going to be a sad day. It's just one of the sadder days in franchise history. And yeah, I guess if you get prospects back and you make a, a really good four-year plan for any other franchise, you'd be like, all right, you know, this is, this is why we did it. It is interesting. When I saw the standings, and they just came off a bad weekend, but they are 31-30. and 30. They have dodged kind of the ire of the Otani trade deadline. Cause not going to happen, right? Um, let's see. Let's see. I, I'm not ruling anything out. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10, so they just had a bad stretch. But if that bad stretch continues, right now, the two teams between the Angels and the Wild Card, Boston and Toronto, two AL East teams, um, <laughs> the, fourth, the fourth and fifth place teams in the AL East, may I remind you? Seattle's a game behind them, okay. Um, Guardians are there. I don't think the Central is really worried about wild cards this year. Things would really have to change in that Central division. And the other thing where, for the Angels, I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens with everything. I'll stop saying that line. You'll understand better when I get to the National League because Oakland, yikes. Kansas City, no way. White Sox in Detroit and Cleveland, all no. Uh, you know, I guess any of them could make a little central action outside of Kansas City, really. 
Uh, but wild card, it's just not going to happen with how good the, the East and the West are. The Angels and Seattle. Seattle has felt like they haven't gone all year. They had one good week, and half of those games were against the Angels. The other was against a Pirates team that had an awful month. They haven't really done anything. Uh, and the Angels, it, it feels like they've gotten kind of a couple games above 500. They give it up, and then they kind of go win it back. So the Angels have done enough this year to not make it a conversation. I was surprised that even in Passon's article and with expanded MLB playoffs, it hasn't felt like a talking point. If the Angels, cont- if they have a couple more bad stretches or... The Yankees are playing really good baseball. Right now, Houston's a wild card team. Like the Texas Rangers and the Rays have been the class of the class of baseball. That Houston and the Yankees, who are two of the best teams of May, they're currently wild card teams, and they've obviously been perennial favorites in the AL going through the past couple years. So, you know. Okay, so Tampa and Texas are off to two of the best starts we've ever seen, and it very much passes the eye test. It's not like a one-run extra inning thing going on here or or anything fluky. The Central, over it, no thanks. And then the two teams behind them are Yankees and Houston. Yankees have been over 500 longer than BBD's been alive, Um, and they've looked a lot better recently. Houston... Six straight CSs. Okay. So now you're at Toronto, who's two and a half games back. The team I haven't mentioned is the Orioles, who if you look at fan graphs or, you know, baseball reference playoff percentages, they're the team that gets dinged in this. And I've been a big Orioles advocate. But when you do lay everyone else's chips on the table, Baltimore, a team that we're not fully sure if they do something at the deadline. They just lost Cedric Mullins. Um, People think their pitching is going to have a – I don't know, bottoming out at some point. We'll see. You know I like the birds. But I guess if there's a team that seems the most susceptible outside of, if it's Baltimore, Houston, or the Yankees, you're going to say Baltimore just because of track record. Um, And right now, Toronto is two and a half games out of a potential wild card spot. Think about that. Toronto, the movie, all of that. The Angels and the Red Sox are both Two and a half games behind them. So, if you're the Angels and you want to keep Otani, reminder, Seattle a game behind them, you're going to have to hope the Orioles or Yankees or Houston drift a little bit. And you need to make sure that you're going to be in range of Toronto or the Red Sox. And I think they can, but they have to be careful because this is ruling out Seattle goes... So think about that. Seattle was a team I loved coming into this year. I thought they might be the second best team in the AL. They have not been. I guess the good news, as I go through, let me make it full circle as I go through Passon's Passon's article. And by the way, this whole episode's been brought to you by HelloFresh. Make sure you get yourself some HelloFresh. Fresh, they've got some calorie smart and protein smart lunch and dinner options, vegan recipes too. Uh, I hate grocery shopping. I straight up do. Everyone's kind of panicked in there. It feels rushed. Especially in New York, the grocery stores are so mid. It's a mess in there. It's a disaster. 
If you go at the wrong time, it's tight aisles. You're going to forget something from the recipe if you're actually cooking a recipe. HelloFresh, they won't. They'll send you all the goods. They got 40 recipes, 100 different seasonal and convenience items. Me and Jess put together a nice chicken, mushroom, mashed potato dish. Fantastic. HelloFresh.com slash Jake16. 16 free meals plus free shipping. Seems like a good time to get in. HelloFresh.com slash Jake16. Start using America's number one meal kit today. There's a link in the description. So, going through Passon's article, he does a whole thing with the Angels. They don't want to trade, obviously. Um, They've called up Neto, the shortstop, um, who was drafted less than a year ago. They just called up Ben Joyce, the reliever, drafted less than a year ago. They're all in. Like, they are all in, all in, all in. They might, in fact, if they find, like, <laughs> like if they find a trade out there early they can go for, like, I think they're going to do it. Like, they are going to do everything in their powers to not make it a conversation. And pretty much as long as they're above 500, they won't. Although, I did think the five games out of the wild card, if it felt different than kind of how the Angels have felt this year. So, um, everyone's kind of going to be rooting for that to be a topic, which sucks for Halos fans. As I start to check through this list, passing starts with the lesser teams. The Oakland Athletics, Brent Rooker, who I believe was all JM. Um, when Passon wrote this article, his last 87 plate appearances, uh, 182, uh, 276 on base. He's Brent Rooker has come back down to earth, and you know, <laughs> he wasn't going to be the biggest trade deadline piece that we've ever seen. Loriano is interesting and fun. He hasn't been great, though. But, I don't know. Loriano's a guy that when the A's were winning games, he plays good defense. He feels like a trade deadline piece. I know Yankee fans have even been interested in Loriano. Other than that, that's it. Like, their pitching is really tough. So, Oakland, who will be one of the sure sellers... You're looking at a corner outfielder, and that's it. Okay. Kansas City Royals. They have a ton of bullpen options. That's, I think that's good news for them, and that's good news for baseball. Araldis Chapman has found his fastball. We're happy for him. Uh, Scott Barlow's been closing games for them. He's 30 now. Uh, even some other names you've heard through the years. Stama, although I don't think he's been great, but... Um, I know my guy, Amir Garrett, has been hurt this year, but, like, they have some bullpen options that they'll be in the mix, but if you're looking for something on offense, they straight don't have it. Uh, they're 30th in on-base percentage this year. Reminder, the athletics exist. Um, all of their guys are young that are something. Like, they're not going to trade Wit, Pasquantino, Melendez. Their whole lineup outside of Salvi right now is 28 and under, so you're not getting anything from them, and that's that. Okay, so the Royals are kind of out. You'll get some bullpen. Cool. Happy for them. After that, the third worst record in baseball is the St. Louis Cardinals, who (laughs) they're their own problem. The ship would have to bottom out for them to sell, which if that happens, my God. They've had the surplus of outfielders we've talked about for a while, but they've just had another injury that they'll be in play for some sort of trade, but they'll probably still want MLB talent. 
like Goldschmidt, Arenado, all those guys. The Detroit Tigers, who, when Passon wrote this article, were in second place. They'll have a couple pitching options. Your Matthew Boyd, shout out to Jimmy, who just poked his head in here. Michael Lorenzen, kind of good swing man. Okay. They've got bullpen options too. Lang, Foley and Vest. I don't know. Before the before the, the E-Rod injury, he was going to be probably the most exciting starter. And E-Rod's a bizarre one because he was really good this year, but now he's hurt and he also has an opt-out. So nobody really knows what yeah. to do with him. How do you value that guy in a trade? His value could literally be anything. Are you getting a rental? Are you getting a three-year starter? Is he good? Is he hurt? Like, that matters. Is he pitching again this year? It's a it's a major injury. The Reds, pretty much all their guys who have been good have been really young. Does a Jonathan India actually come for sale? Be really interesting because he would probably easiest be the most impact bat, which kind of adds something to the equation. The Pirates, they've been really good. They could be in first place tomorrow. Um, and, you know, trading relievers when they have value, that's the new sexy thing in baseball. Jorge Lopez last year. The Pirates have had other bullpen pieces be good. So if you can get something for a David Bednar, who's like peak of his powers, three years left, I think, 28 years old, clo- like bona fide closer, the only problem is they could be in first place, and the follow-up problem is he's, like, from Pittsburgh. Like, if you're the Pirates, I think you'd rather, like, let's figure out the team-friendly extension and make he's him our rare, guy. He's the rare, rare, like, reliever you you make part of the team's You fabric. hate to operate that way, but he's from, he's from the area. And he's, like, his body and everything kind of resembles Pittsburgh. It's, and he's really good. Every, that, everything he has set, like... How many guys last few years have wanted to be in Pittsburgh? He, I think he seems to enjoy being there. So then you start getting into veteran, like Carlos Santana, Rich Hill. Um, the Marlins are currently competing. Jorge Soler's been incredible, but I, we know the Marlins operate differently. That The other pieces that really start to pop up, Bieber and Giolito, two AL Central teams. Guardians operate differently. They could probably get a haul for him, and Shane Beaver would be the most impactful piece I've mentioned so far. It's a guy who could, like, confidently start a playoff game, guy who's looked really good. Uh, Giolito, rental, White Sox will probably be out of it. Maybe they're not even. So, like, where, for your team's meet, like, I see pass and bring up the Phillies. This is Dombrowski. This is a team that... They went to the World Series last year. Like, they're not going to trade. The Giants are one of the weirder franchises. One of the wild card teams, which is funny because they were a wild card team a couple years ago, the Chicago Cubs. Stroman has the opt out and has been pitching crazy. So you're buying a rental, but he's been so, so good this year. They were saying Cody Bellinger might be the most impactful. Offensive player available if the Cubs sell. I think where I've kind of landed after going through some of the rosters and some of the teams. Passing at the the end of this article mentions the Blue Jays and the Padres. I just don't know how you could if you're either team. 
The Padres are in play. Padres. If things go awful, are they flipping but, Soto though? Like, what are you? That was that's like the only crazy thing that could happen at the at the end of the Yankees series. They were a half game out of last place in their division. Don't know where it currently stands off the top of my head, but like their whole team is sort of locked up. Like Soto is the only one that they can like. They could do a lot if they decide to do that, but I think. Padres That's crazy, yeah, because they want to win year next year because they have everyone locked up and paid. So, um, I think, I think the National League is screwed. I think the National League is screwed because I mentioned the American League. I do think between the Red Sox, the Angels, and Seattle, someone's going to be out of it. Like, one of those teams is going to be 10 games out of a wild card spot with three teams in front of them. Like, that's... If you're the GM, you can confidently go in front of the media and say, I, what am I supposed to do? I, I gave the fellas every opportunity. We're not contending. You got to do... What's best for the long-term health of this franchise? The Angels have a lot of options. The Red Sox have a lot of options. Seattle has a lot of options. That, again, with what's going to be more or less a emptier market for this year's trade deadline, because the teams that are out of it don't have a lot to offer. That's why they're out of it. I think... One of the American League teams is going to have to be a big seller this year. And maybe it's one of those things that in two years, it pays off tremendously if you're Seattle. And God, that would stink. God, that would stink. All-star game in Seattle this year. See you there. Um, One of Boston, the Angels, and Seattle is going to have to actually sell. And offensive pieces. And there's not a lot of offensive pieces out there so you could get a good haul. So that kind of opened up my eyes about the American League. Um, Because that wild card, unless Baltimore, Houston, or the Yankees would have to, like, fall out. The only team that seems to have that quote-unquote potential would be Baltimore. And they've been the third best team in baseball this year. So it's kind of rude to think you could even assume that. The National League, I think is kind of screwed because <laughs> right now the final wildcard spot um, is a tie between Pittsburgh and Miami. Two teams you probably didn't have in the playoffs this year. So... That smells potential for other teams. The Mets are two games out of the wild card. I mean, they think they're going to the playoffs this year. The San Francisco Giants are two and a half games back. Kind of a funky franchise. Not sure. I think this time last week they might have been second wild card. Yeah, they were were in. Bad week. Out. Philadelphia went to the World Series. Paid a lot of people a lot of money. They signed Trey Turner this offseason. Going to be tough to imagine them selling. San Diego. 
they spent a ton of money this offseason. It's hard to picture them selling. The Cubs just mentioned they're the circled team. If they keep struggling, they have the definition of rentals that you kind of have to concede and say, yeah, this we gave the team a chance. We got some pieces we like for the next couple years, but we have to sell. It's not in play. Cincinnati, not a ton of pieces, covered that. Rockies, I skipped them before. Only because they've let us down every trade deadline. Did the trade deadline draft with Rose and went primarily Rockies. They didn't trade anyone. Randall Grichuk seems like a prime trade candidate last year, and he's been raking. CJ Crone for the past couple years thought he was a prime trade candidate. So Rockies don't really know what to do with them. Nats I skipped on the bad team on the way by. There you're like Jamer Candelario. Yeah. But think about this. The teams we're talking about that want to add at the deadline, whether they're my Yanks or your Astros or the Dodgers. What does all due respect to my guy Jamer, who's actually having a very nice year right now. A very nice year. He's having a very nice year. Two war, a 120 OPS plus. Career, he's a 100 OPS plus player. So if you're just looking for potentially an average bat at the bottom of your lineup, okay. Fully a bonus. But you know, trade deadline, you're usually thinking like, upgrade, upgrade. If you can get a free Jamer Candelario, sure, but... If it's going to be basically for free. What are the Nats charging you for, Jamer? Like, Lane Thomas, I never know (sighs) what to do with him. Like, we're talking weird pieces. Max Freed, the 60 day. Hate that. Hate that for young, sexy Max Freed. Um, In the National League, it's a mess. Because the worst record in the National League right now is the St. Louis Cardinals, who I don't think they're going to sell. And I think they're going to think they're in it. That right now the Cardinals are seven games out of the wild card. And by the way, they're probably fighting for the division. More so than the wild card. San Diego, who's 27-32 and and they felt awful. They're closer to a current wild card spot than the Angels. And the Sox. They're four and a half out of a wild card spot. Same with the Phillies. I think the National League's problem is... Everyone's going to think they have a chance that they're not going to be trading. So I think you're looking at basically one American League team. I think there's going to be some pitching available. Sneaky between Giolitos and Biebers. Like, I think there's going to be a pitching market out there. If you need offense, you might be taking a swing on a Jamer. You might be trying to trick the Cardinals, but they'll want Major League talent back. I think you're really hoping one of the American League Sox, Angels, or Mariners can be about 10 games out of the wild card by the deadline, which, hey, if I told you Boston and the Angels, you would have told me there was a chance. Seattle being in the mix, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's a lot of young talent. Um, Man, coming into this, I thought I was going to be 
I'm closer to Otani has a chance to get traded than I have been. Just because I've been like the Angels have survived and they've been good. To see them five games out of a wild card? Teams between. That's scary. But man, oh man. I don't think they can admit it. They would have to they would have to play really bad. They've got Cubs in Seattle it, coming up. Don't it it has to be a bad June, which I mean a earmuffs Angels fans. It's happened but before. I'm not gonna pretend I, I can't see that happening. Yeah. Um I'm not rooting for it. I, Rendon but, likely hey. to be activated for them. Man. Exciting. They're going for it. I, I'm sneaky rooting for the Angels because I, well, I'm sneaky not because I would love if Shohei gets traded. That'd be good for the company if I'm being honest. But uh, that gives us a few weeks of apps. Every game gets a little more important. Think about three of the teams I just spent the most time on. The Angels have a homestand. Cubs in Seattle. <laughs> One of those three. You you win both series. You're sitting pretty. You lose both cities. Series, we're talking Otani traits. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. We need to, you know, you got, got me on the schedule watch there. At the end of that set of, set of games, like one of those three teams needs to be kind of declared a seller. But yes. You, you three better not split these. Yeah, if you guys just hodgepodge each other, that's worse for everyone. It's the worst. Um, as I mentioned, I texted Jeff Passan. I'm currently text type texting him right now. Um, I asked him if the Royals would trade Singer. I thought that was interesting. Brady Singer had a slow start. He's been, he's been good. He's bounced back. Um, he's a pitcher that I think has like two and a half years of control. That if you're the Royals, I think you got to be honest, like, it's not happening next year for the Royals. So if you could trade Brady Singer at a peak value at 28 with a couple years left, you could probably get, get a nice return. You get a real haul. You get a real haul if a team thinks they can lock in a start, a, you know, a top three starting pitcher in your rotation for three years. Some team that believes in their pitching coach and we get we make one tweak on Brady Singer and he will reach his potential. I mean, he's already you know, last year I thought he hit last that tweak. This year he he might have found it. Um from there, I said Jeff Passan. He said probably, but not at a discount. Nice, Jeff. Cool. Didn't ask. Um I said one of the good teams in the AL will have to sell. I don't know about the National League might be too sloppy reading your article now. He said well, I don't. These are text thoughts. I, I'll tell you what I can say. He said the Mariners are interesting, which is basically where I landed. The Mariners are very interesting between the young talent, the All Star game, everything they've done. They are wildly interesting. <laughs> I I responded to that. I said Mariners slash Angels slash Sox. One of those teams will be ten games back of the wild card. <laughs> this is a funny text. He said Angels are everything. <laughs> What is that? Ball. Ball. Um, Like Ford's with the big club in Seattle. He's, uh, I forgot to mention it. He's the guy who got robbed on the Evaldi homer. Uh, yeah. 
Mike Ford got a hold of one. Jankowski had, brought it back. Did not see his end of that play. That's funny. Uh, how how bad do the Mariners wish they if they do end up selling? Colton Wong's expiring. How bad do they wish? It's been awful. I don't think you can. Seen. Yeah, I don't think you can. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're getting anything. That's a big part of how, why they are where they're at. Because looking at looking at their expiring deals, it's him. Teoscar's the one that's interesting. He's expiring. Teoscar would very much be in play. Tom Murphy, someone's going to need a catcher. Oh, don't bring Tom Murphy into this. And get something. So, like, and wh- Pollock, mash some left. Where's Eugenio's contract at? He a couple years left. He has next year guaranteed. There's a club option on 2025. He would be an option and probably a good one. That that would be probably their big trade option. But they might think they're going to be good again in the next two years. I don't know. I, I think this is the, the pre-positioning for the deadline. It's been discussed a little bit that it's probably going to be thin. I do think a good AL team is going to end up having to. I think your hand will be forced. National League, I think, just might be a slop-slop. Unless the Cubs get ugly. Or if the Cardinals live ugly, but... Um, Jeff Passan said an unnamed player on Boston stinks. I won't say who it was. I told him he says the same about you. Mm. Jeff Passan said he's not wrong. So that's a good point. I think that's a good spot. Uh, Miami Heat won a game. Did you see that, Beebs? I did see that. I didn't really because Sunday Night Yankees, that was tough. On the second TV, I, I didn't digest it really. But. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I think I said this on here, that I bet the Heat because mm-hmm. they were plus 400. I could cash out and make a dollar. Let me check. Let me see if the number see is still adjusted. there. Um, I'll tell you what. With hurting it. I don't believe in them. That's why I checked this, the cash out button. I think... The Heat won a game. I'll say I don't know, and I don't think a lot of people are willing to say that. This was the first home game the Nuggets have lost this playoffs. Like, they were on kind of a historic pace that now, I don't know, if if the Heat win a home game, game three in Miami... They'll be up two to one. I don't know. I'm not buying in fully. I just think the Heat. <sighs> we could look back and laugh, right? And say, Joker, the Nuggets, MVP, basically. Got robbed this year. Better team. Yeah, they lost one game, and that's how it went. I don't know. The Heat just won't die. Bill Simmons calls them the zombie Heat. On any given night, Struess, Vincent, just these guys can give you a 20-point game out of nowhere. Duncan Robinson. Like, Jimmy Butler hasn't been great yet. I think Bam's been good. But this team just has one of the weirdest identities that... I guess that's the reason I truly bet on them was... Was there a chance the Nuggets absolutely rolled? Yes, but shouldn't Boston have? 
shouldn't Milwaukee have? Like, if those teams made the NBA Finals and were against the Nuggets, we would have been like, oh, maybe, you know, the Celtics have been here before. Maybe, maybe Tatum is him, and they'll win it. If the Bucs made it, you'd say, whoa, Giannis versus Jokic. Can the Bucs run it back and get another one? The Heat beat those teams. Even if Philly somehow made it, it would have been big guy MVP versus big guy MVP, right? Harden in the mix, sure. But because it's the Heat, the eight-seed Heat, who, let's be honest, have been playing very differently than they did during the year. They were the worst three-point shooting team during the regular season. They clearly are not that now. Like, what's his name? Martin has turned off. What if he turns back on? Like, we, we kind of keep treating this heat the same way, and uh, should the Nuggets have been favored in this championship? Absolutely. Should they have been minus 300 to win it? I don't think so. I think that part was off. Um, I'm no NBA expert. I just, I think this Heat team is sneaky electric for all the wrong reasons. Um, and I guess, hey, I unfortunately couldn't be locked in for game two because of Yankees late night West Coast trip. Wednesday at 8.30, I'm going to be watching some Nugs Heat. And I'm going to be pretty excited to do so. So, all right. I think that's today's cake and cake. You got anything, Beebs? Heat for Nuggets. What is this? Your microwave? We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Be safe. Watch everything on John Boy Media.